Welcome to No Rain Date, a community podcast about local news and people. No Rain Date is a production of Saucon Source LLC. For more local news and information, please visit SaucinSource.com. Hello and welcome to No Rain Date. These are the news headlines for Saucon Valley for the week of December 19, 2019. The big story this week has been a police standoff that occurred in the 500 block of Spruce Street in Hellertown Borough overnight Sunday. Schools were closed Monday because of the standoff, which was happening very close to the Saucon Valley School District campus. State police were brought in to help bring the situation to an end, and they used robots and tear gas to bring out a man that police have identified as Justin Novak, 35, of Freemansburg. Novak has been charged with one count of making terroristic threats, which is a misdemeanor. Read more about this story on SaucinSource.com. In school-related news, there's been a blow-up involving the Saucon Valley School Board president and the Bethlehem Area School Board. This began with a comment made by Bethlehem Area Superintendent Joseph Roy, who was speaking about charter schools and said that some parents may be motivated to send their children to charter schools by racism or classism. The Saucon Valley School Board President, Shamim Paxad, responded by saying that Roy should resign and apologize for his statement. Paxad is the father of two children, one of whom attends Saucon Valley Schools and one of whom attends a Lehigh Valley Charter School. In response to Paxad's comment, Bethlehem Area School Board Michael Fascinetto said Monday that the board was mailing a letter to the Saucon Valley School Board asking that they censure Paxad. Dr. Paxad has said that, in his opinion, Roy's comments are misguided because charter schools including the one his son attends, are actually more diverse than many public schools. On a more positive note, the Saucon Valley class of 1968 has delivered a special gift to the school district. The gift is a cast statue of a fearsome-looking panther. The panther is obviously the Saucon Valley mascot. This beautiful statue will be installed at the Saucon Valley School District Stadium sometime in 2020. Dr. Gary Peters who is part of the statue committee, which was formed at the 50th reunion of the class of 1968, said that donations were raised by class members for the purchase of the statue, which was cast in Thailand. Here at Sauk and Source, we've been doing our part to spread goodwill in the community. We partnered with Bob's Valleywide Carpet Care in Bethlehem to organize the Saucon Valley Food Drive to benefit two lower Saucon Township food banks. On Tuesday, we delivered hundreds of pounds of donations to both food banks. One food bank is located at Ebenezer New Reformed Church in Bingen. The other food bank is at New Jerusalem Evangelical Lutheran Church on Apples Church Road, which is actually very close to Bingen. Sheila Dieterle, who's one of the volunteers at the Ebenezer Church food bank, said that the need that they're seeing has increased drastically over the last year. In November, she said the food bank served 350 families. These families will be able to have a happier holiday thanks to the donations we were able to collect, and we hope that you will support the food banks now and throughout the year. This is going to be a very busy weekend for Santa in the Saucon Valley, starting Saturday, when he'll be at Embassy Bank from 9 a.m. to noon. 
Stop in, give Santa your list, and enjoy some refreshments in the Bank Branch, which is at Route 378 and Colesville Road in Lower Saucon Township. On Saturday afternoon, Santa will head over to the Liceville Fire Station for Cookies with Santa, which is sponsored by Lower Saucon Fire Rescue. That will be held from 3 to 5 p.m. There will be plenty of refreshments for everyone to enjoy, as well as photos with Santa. On Sunday, Santa's back in Hellertown for breakfast with Santa at Dewey Fire Company. That's from 8 to 11.30 a.m. Dewey is located at 502 Durham Street in Hellertown, and we'll be having Fire Chief Mike McGuire from Dewey on to talk a little bit more about the breakfast with Santa and their other event, scheduled for Sunday, which is the annual Dewey Santa Run. This is when Santa rides a fire truck throughout Hellertown Borough. This will be happening from 12.30 to 4 p.m. Sunday, December 22nd. Please keep in mind that Santa will not visit each and every street in the borough. Some are quite narrow, and the fire trucks uh, cannot maneuver down them. But he will deliver any and all gifts that have been pre-arranged for delivery. And now we're going to turn it over to Tony with the five-day forecast and stay tuned for his weather christmas theme trivia question. Hey, 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 Tony here from LVWA with your exclusive five-day forecast for Salkin Sources, no rain day. For Thursday, very cold. Uh, periods of sun and clouds with a high temperature of just 23 degrees going down to 20 at night friday sunny a high of 31 with a low temperature of 20. saturday sunny skies a high temperature of 32 degrees going down to 22 saturday night for sunday we start a bit of a moderation trend with periods of sun and clouds and a high temperature of 43 degrees going down to 28 sunday night Monday, a high temperature of 48 degrees under sunny skies with a low down to 30. Now, Tuesday also looks sunny with a high temperature in the mid-50s for your Christmas Eve. So beautiful weather for your Christmas Eve. However, as we head overnight into Christmas morning, we are going to see a cold front, and that'll bring us back down into the mid-30s for our high temperatures on Christmas Day. However, there will not be any snow for Christmas Unfortunately, it will be a typical uh, green Christmas here in the Lehigh Valley with no snow on the ground. And that brings me into my next question. Uh, Salkin Source is running a contest here. So I have a bit of a weather uh, Christmas trivia question for you guys. And, and as long as you can answer this, I think Josh has some prizes lined up for you. So twofold question. The deepest snow recorded on Christmas Day in Allentown was how much? And when was the greatest accumulation of snow falling on Christmas Day? Those are the two questions I have for you. And I hope uh, everybody participates in this and uh, have a chance at some cool prizes. That is all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning in and have a wonderful rest of your week. I'd like to welcome Hellertown Fire Chief of Dewey Fire Company, Mike McGuire, to No Rain Date. Mike is an incredible asset to the community. Dewey is 
like a community institution in Hallertown. And if you're not familiar with it, it's an all-volunteer fire company. It was founded in 1898. It has a rich tradition of protecting and serving the residents of Hellertown. And it was with that goal in mind that Mike and the other officers from Dewey spent a good portion of this year specking out a new fire truck, an HME. He's going to tell us a little bit more about that, but I just want to fill you in on the background. Hellertown Borough Council on Monday night voted to approve purchasing this fire truck, which is a specialized type of ladder truck, and it will be maneuverable in the narrow streets of the borough, will help with firefighting in taller buildings. There was a meeting two weeks ago where several council members expressed reticence to commit to purchasing the vehicle. However, additional information was provided to them by the fire company, and the final vote ended up being five to two. A lot of people came out to support Dewey and this purchase, which ultimately will help keep Hellertown safer, and and that's really important, right, Mike? Absolutely. That's what we're here for. And tell me a little bit about the process that led to the purchase of this truck and when it began and how you arrived at, at this particular vehicle. The actual concept of it started probably five or six years ago, even probably before that, uh, with the previous chiefs, but never actually came to fruition in planning any new apparatus. About three years ago, a few of us got together and we're just talking in general, getting plans together for this type of truck. And I believe it was this November or December, right around this time last year, we went to council to get official approval from council to, to actually start specking this truck officially, which we had done a lot of the legwork, but nothing too in-depth because we weren't sure how it was going to go. Ultimately, they gave us the approval to go ahead and do this. We kind of gave them a ballpark price of a million dollars, uh, counting on that. So we took a good nine months, eight months definitely of uh, hours on top of hours on top of hours uh, away from home, mm-hmm. our families spending just to, to spec this truck to be the best truck that we could put together for us as firefighters and for the community, you know, to carry the necessary tools that, that, that uh, we need to put on it. and. The biggest thing we kept pushing was we're not building a parade truck, we're building a work truck. And this this truck is going to do what we need and beyond. Reminded today that it, it's probably the second highest ladder truck in the Lehigh Valley. Wow. Outside of Trexworth Town is 125 foot. This will be 111 foot. Wow. Um, so it's... it's uh, and Hellertown isn't known for its skyscrapers. <laughs> it's not. I honestly know. Uh, 650 North Hampton Street is the tallest building we have, seven stories and that's and we'll need every bit of 100 feet to to reach any any side of that so mm-hmm. uh, and that, that's the biggest thing that we had to get past council was the understanding of the difference between height and reach uh yeah the building's probably only 75 feet tall but now with the truck you're 25 to 30 feet away from the building so now you're at 105 feet so that was one of the biggest things that we we uh had to overcome and we, we brought in springtown uh, who has a quint the 75 foot ladder and we brought in Ottsville who has a 107 foot ladder and we put them side by side and, and with the 75 foot ladder we made it to the middle of the sixth floor windows and that was it so we obviously knew that 75 foot was not going to cut it 
for the fact that we need to get to that seventh floor window at least, if not the roof. And uh, so we definitely, we, we, we initially wanted the 100 foot to begin with, but to prove the council that that's what we needed, that's what we did. And um, ultimately, uh, it came through. Yeah, well, you, you raised a lot of good arguments in, in selling this proposal to them. And I think one of them, it might have been you, it might have been Matt, Randy, or you, you all made the point that, you know, some of the most vulnerable people, our elderly residents, are living in the tallest buildings, including Saucon Manor on Northampton Street and the new building behind Saucon Valley Manor, which is four stories, but it seems much taller than that. Um, I guess because of the way it was built and its stick frame construction. We also had a sort of a surprise guest at the meeting who is the owner of Saucon Valley Manor, uh, Abe Atia, a well-known businessman, not just in Hellertown, but throughout the Lehigh Valley. And Mr. Atia very strenuously argued on the fire company's behalf and actually made sort of a a surprise announcement. He is going to donate $100,000 of his own money over 10 years to help fund the fire truck purchase. So he sort of became Santa Claus in that moment (laughs) (laughs) and and really spoke at length on on why this is important, you know, not just for the residents of his facility, but throughout the borough and talking about the future and how land is at a premium and... um, and if anything is built in Hellertown in the future, it's more li- more likely than not going to be built up. Do you agree with that assessment? Absolutely, it it, it is. I mean, it's, you see it all over, everywhere you you can think. Look up Southside Bethlehem. They're level on all the the three or four story buildings, and they're going seven, eight, and higher. That's um, again, like you said, it, it, space in Hellertown is pretty much gone. So if they're going to build anything with any kind of a capacity, it's going to go up. Abe currently has two buildings behind the main Salkin Valley Manor, and he's got plans for four more to go back, hmm. go back there. So, and all of them are going to be four stories. And like you said, they're stick stick built. And anybody that's familiar with any kind of nursing facilities and, and massive fires in our research and stuff to help with our, our our fight, I guess you could say, for this truck. Barkley Friends Nursing Facility in Westchester two years ago. Uh, November uh, had a fire, ended up with four fatalities, 27 injuries, and over 130 residents displaced. Then you had September this year, Heather Glen fire in, in, in um, McCungie, same situation, fire, no fatalities, and only a handful of injuries. And that was mostly due to the fact that the first arriving piece of apparatus was a Quint fire truck, which is exactly what we, we, we spec'd out. They had multiple ground ladders uh, off the truck and the main ladder in service, along with a hand line to put the to, to start knocking fire down. And they rescued seven people off these ladders. And it, it's, that's that's our biggest fear with with the buildings that they're putting up at Slocum Valley Manor is they're the same thing. If something happens, we're already behind the eight ball. So let's try to get ahead, and and, and this truck is going to allow us to do that. Right. Those, those buildings go up fast. The fires spread fast, faster in newer buildings. And that Absolutely. was another point that, that brought, was brought up that I wasn't really aware of. Is it because of the materials that are used? Everything's, everything's yeah, everything's synthetic anymore. And it's made out of a petroleum-based something or other. And 20 years ago, 25 years ago, you'd have 
25 minutes or, or, or so by the time this fire started till it actually really got to something large. And in that time, we were the fire department will be there and, and be able to knock it down. Now, in 20 minutes, most buildings are well involved, if not fully involved, and, and we're burnt to the ground already. It just right. it's, it, it burns fast. It burns hot. So it's and if there's a person in there, if there's a person in there, and especially with the elderly, it's the chances of somebody getting out safely is is, is very low. Right. So we we want to try to combat that with this truck. Give those people that extra chance to to get out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Talk a bit, little bit about the volunteer situation at Dewey. I know, in general, volunteer fire companies struggle to get enough volunteers. This also came up in the course of the discussion about the fire truck. Uh, Pennsylvania has gone from something like 380,000 or 400,000 a generation ago mm-hmm. to like 40,000 today. Mm-hmm. So it's like one tenth of what it once was. That's impacting everybody and and i'm sure dewey is no exception and no it's it is it's it's impacting everybody now 20 years ago you didn't have two income resident homes now everybody has to work so you have more family obligations and stuff so and you you don't have the time to to put into just being a volunteer firefighter i mean nowadays we we uh do the uh, firefighter one class which is a national pro board certification and that alone is 190 hours and they do that over a period of about six months, two nights a week, and all day on a weekend. So yeah, it takes a lot of your time away. Plus, you got to work and you know deal with family life. Um, and on top of that, we just continue training. But yeah, as far as the decline in, in, in volunteering, it, it's it's an all-time low, and we're hoping that at some point we can get to go back up. And, and it's, again, this is another reason why they have these multi-purpose apparatus. Uh, currently, we have a, a rescue truck and a pumper all in one and we took two vehicles put into one because of manpower so now we go on a scene we have a pumper and a rescue truck this this quint that we're going to be purchasing is essentially a pumper with a big ladder on top so we get that in front of a residence it's on fire we have the pump for water we have the ladders you know for rescue and, and, and egress or or you know to work off of so it, and you can do it with less manpower and that's exactly what it is we're fortunate right now we have 30 members uh, currently that are active, and we have 21 that are currently interior certified. Um, so as far as Salkin, the Hellertown Borough is, is uh, we're very fortunate. Uh, <laughs> Lower Salkin is, they got probably 70, 70 members as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they it, Salkin Valley, I, it, this area is just very, very fortunate for, for members you know, mm-hmm. volunteering. We're still hurting, but we we are happy with where we're at. Always like to be you know more. Mm-hmm. Well, you have the rich heritage here of service, and it seems like it's passed down in families as far as volunteer firefighting goes. Your 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 family is an example of that, right? Yep. So that's that's a great thing. But if you're new to the area or or you know just want to lend a hand, you know. You can visit Dewey on a Monday night, right? Drill Monday night. Nights. Yep. Every Monday night we train seven o'clock. Sometimes we'll be in station training. Other times we'll be uh, remote locations. Uh, but anytime on a Monday night you stop by. When it's warmer out, we usually keep the doors open. If the doors are open, feel free to stop in. Mm-hmm. Um, visit our website. It's at www.deweyfireco.org, or visit us on visit us on Facebook. Um, we're on there as well. Um, reach out to us. Uh, 
we'll, we'll take anybody. We not you don't necessarily have to join to be a firefighter. We use people to help us out with fundraising events in our social hall, just community outreach in general. Our help with community days, the carnival, light up night, mm-hmm. uh, all, our Santa run kind of coming up. Um, so we we can use all kinds of help. Yeah. No, you you stay active throughout the year as far as organizing events that are open to the community. And, and I did want to close up by talking about a couple of those that are happening this weekend. It's, it's a, a big weekend because it's the weekend before Christmas. That's also the weekend that you traditionally have your Santa run. Tell us a little bit about that. S- Santa's going to be busy this weekend. Um, <laughs> S- Sunday morning at the social hall at the firehouse, we have a breakfast with Santa. I believe it's 8 a.m. till noon. 11.30. 11.30. Yeah. And then 12.30, he'll get on our fire truck and we'll venture through town delivering uh, gifts to uh, the children throughout town. So that'll, that'll probably take another four or five hours. So he's, he's going to have a busy day. It's going to be a long day for Santa. He's going to be tired. Yeah. He's going to need to put his feet up and, and rest for a couple of days in order to get yes. recuperated for Christmas Eve. Yes. That's great. Yeah. If you're in town on Sunday, just listen for the sirens or... You know. Yep. Well, we uh, we um, we won't be able to hit every road or every street, but we'll definitely hit the majority of them. They said just listen for the the sirens. We generally start at the firehouse and kind of work our way out to to the uh, outer portions of the borough. So it could be it might be a couple hours till we get to you, but we guarantee we'll we'll get to you. And I I would just like to say I mean I've been fortunate to ride on a few of those, and it's always like being a kid again because you all you see is smiles from the people and it doesn't matter if they're six years old or 66 years old and everybody's kind of like excited to see santa and and it's that's to me what you know living in a small town is is all about and thank you for for keeping that tradition alive in hellertown and and for everything you do throughout the year Thank you. It's uh, it's 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 a lot to do, but uh, I, I would probably bored out of my mind if I didn't have something to do. <laughs> so this this definitely keeps me busy, and, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Like you said, the town is just incredible. Uh, we we do so much for we probably we're probably one of the more active fire departments, volunteer wise in the community than uh, that I can think of. And we do we support just the football teams, the the wrestling team, mm-hmm. the, just the entire school district, and. Uh, with all the other community events that we do and, and with the Santa run and stuff. And like you said, it's, I'm not a huge, my wife called me the Grinch. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a huge Christmas person, but um, just driving around and seeing the smiles on the kids and, and, and stuff when Santa Claus comes up, it, that, that, uh, very heartwarming. Yeah. It, uh, it, it's, it's nice. We, we, uh, we enjoy it a lot. Great. And congratulations on the new truck. That's going to be here in about a year. Probably looking at, yeah. Um, Probably January or February 2021. 2021. Yep. About a year, one year build time. Well, that's going to be an exciting time when when it is delivered, and yes. I'm sure Sock and Source will be there to cover that. That'd be, that'd be great. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Thank you. And now I'd like to welcome Amy Musser to No Rain Date. Amy is a Hellertown resident and has been a friend for many years. Um, Amy works as a spiritual advisor 
and she also writes a column for Sock and Source called Spiritual Corner with Amy. I'm sure many of you have read that. She hosts spiritual events and sessions at Sacred Space, which is part of Kindred Spirits Books and Gifts. Sacred Space is located across the street from Kindred Spirits on Water Street in Hellertown. One of the reasons that Amy is a guest is that recently I was talking on Facebook about featuring more positive stories, highlighting them on No Rain Date, and she agreed wholeheartedly that 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 was a good idea. That's a big part of what she does, spread positivity. We're going to talk about that through Facebook and off of Facebook. She's also going to tell us about a new business she has. So welcome, Amy. Hi. Let's start off with talking about positivity and why it's it's important to spread that. Well, first of all, the world is going through a lot. And unfortunately, the news focuses on the negative. And Guilty. <laughs> I was going to say, no offense to you, it's your job. Uh, but I feel like it brings us down. It brings in fear. And it's not necessary. It's good to know what's going on in the world. But at the same time, it's not good to make it your focus of attention. There's so much positivity out there, and a lot of people just don't see it because uh, they're too fearful or they're worried about what's going on in the world and not what's going on in their own personal lives. Um, I see people focusing on the lives of others because they'd rather not focus on their own. And um, I'm trying very hard to get people to work on themselves and focus on the good, which is everywhere. If you're willing to see it, it's there. Making gratitude lists help to change our focus because I used to suffer from depression and I know what it's like to be in a very dark space. And having inspirational parents was a huge help just because they would have inspirational quotes on the refrigerator or in the basement where my brother and I played was a Mm -hmm. really big help to me. Even though I went through a depression during that time, I always look back and think I'm so thankful that my parents weren't going through depression and anxiety because that would have been, you know, not beneficial towards me whatsoever. In fact, they were great role models to help me out of that. Yeah. I think with my personal story, it really makes an impact on people because they're like, oh, you suffered from depression? And yeah, I did for over 15 years. I stay positive because it's what I need for me and it's what the world needs. I try to refrain from gossip and drama and complaining. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's a big thing. A lot of people just complain. And they're not really being mindful of the people that are around them who might also be suffering. One of my missions in this lifetime, I feel, is to help spread the light. I feel like our mission here is to learn about love and how to promote that, spread it, and be kind to everyone because we don't know what everybody is going through. And that's why random acts of kindness are great, Uh, spreading gratitude, appreciation, constantly thanking people, showing people that you're there for them if they need you, but also reminding yourself that you need to take care of you. 
because that's a huge deal. Not many people want to say no to people. They feel guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are yes people because they are givers and they want to give, yet they're not saying yes to themselves. And I tell my, my clients that come to, my, to the office, I say, listen, there's a lot of givers out there. And if you say no, there, it gives another giver the opportunity to do their job as a giver. And that brings light to their life and they're like, okay, I feel better about that now. Going back to random acts of kindness, you don't need money to do that. I was stuck in that mindset that mm-hmm. I wanted to give money to people, you know, the poor, the animal shelters, and I just didn't have it myself. So an idea came over me a few years ago about you don't need to do that. You don't need to pay for somebody's coffee in the drive-thru, even that, even though that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just smile at someone or hold the door open for them, help them with their groceries. And I love that, but I wanted to do something bigger. So the idea came to me to be a drop-off spot for donations. Part of that is being a part of Saucon Valley Lions Club. We take donations for the Blind Foundation. What rings true to my heart is animals so and homeless. Like I, I have a thing for people who are walking the streets. I always remind myself and when I'm having a, a down day, I'm like somebody always has it worse than me. At mm-hmm. least I have a roof over my head, shoes on my feet, clothes in my cabinet. Uh, clothes in my closet and food in my cabinets. <laughs> the essentials, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So I decided to become a drop-off spot for donations for the animal center, the animal health and welfare. The Center for Animal Health and Welfare. I think right. I said that wrong. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I used to volunteer there a lot. And then I also found Safe Harbor Homeless Shelter mm-hmm. in Easton used to be just for men, but now it's for women and children. So I collect donations for them as well. So I take clothing, food, uh, mostly blankets, sheets for the animal shelter. I'll take sheets and blankets and towels and cat food and dog food. And and the majority of what they ask for is cat litter because they go Hmm. through it so much. Right. Uh, The homeless socks. Socks. Yes, because their feet get Probably wet. Probably the warmer, the better. Yes, yeah. So I have the Saucon Valley Lions Club just did a huge donation to me for socks. They were collecting them. And, and you'll be delivering these soon. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And that's like a, a tradition for you yes, now. Yes, it has. And when my daughter was little, I said to her, what, what do you think you would miss if we didn't have family or friends around the holidays? And she's like... Well, I'd miss my family and friends, but I'd miss cookies. <laughs> Funny, because she doesn't eat them now. Mm-hmm. But she would miss Christmas cookies, she said. So I also take tins and, and cookies to the homeless shelter. Right. Um, just to take it to their kitchen, because they will put them out in the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. Usually, my mom and I, or my friend Linda and I, we go together and we take all the donations to the shelters. This year, I have so many that I need a few people with trucks. <laughs> That's how many I have. So you, you're actively looking for help with that? or I am. Okay. I have a, a couple people in mind that have offered already. Hopefully that day 
is open for them to help. Christmas Eve is a little tough for people because it's a holiday. Right. I do it in first thing in the morning so that I am prepared for the Christmas Eve service at night. It's awesome. It's humbling. These people are so grateful. When I was walking through the homeless shelter two years ago, my daughter was handing out candy canes to everybody. And the one man looked at her and he said, this is the only gift I'm going to get this year. I remember you yeah. writing about that. Yeah. yeah. And she That's powerful. got very emotional. And what was really cool about that is my parents' church also does homeless shelter there. And the food, they do a food bank and not a food bank. They do a, what's the lunch called? During Soup the kitchen. Thank you. Yes, I couldn't think of a name. Um, so my daughter saw a homeless man at church the one day on the bench in the narthex. And it was pouring rain. And she noticed he did not have an umbrella. She grabbed my umbrella. She's like, Mom, can I please give this to him? And of course, I said yes. And everybody was like, oh, my gosh. I said, she knows that because she's been subjected right. to Safe Harbor. So she knew. So, of course, we got soaked. But <laughs> I'm like, you know what? That guy can keep it because he's going to be outside a lot longer than us. It really seems like you're raising her to be like a citizen of the world with that higher level of consciousness mm -hmm. of other people's needs mm -hmm. at that age she's only 13 mm -hmm. that's amazing yeah I mean, and this was this was a couple years ago yeah. that she did that yeah i mean she's still her dad took her to new york city she saw a homeless man laying on the street she had her father buy a bottle of water and some chips and laid it next to him because he was sleeping yeah you know it was just but that's her that was her idea yeah yeah. So that's and I cool. love the idea of, of baking cookies and taking them to a shelter. Like, that's not a difficult thing to do. No, and you don't have to bake them. You can buy them right. from the store. But, I mean, like, I'm thinking about me. Like, how many people bring cookies to me? Like, right. one person. Like, how many cookies can I eat? And I do not need to eat more cookies. <laughs> Take them to the <laughs> Most shelter. Most people don't need to eat right. more cookies. Right. We're, yeah. we're sort of, like, overwhelmed with... Um, people's generosity at this time of year and that's a great thing but like if we could spread it out more to yes. the people that are on the fringes of society mm -hmm. you know that would be great yeah i agree absolutely agree so i just want people to be more mindful be more mindful of the person next to you in line i know my father and i were christmas shopping yesterday and there was an irate woman and the empathy i had for the cashier was very great but i also had empathy for the woman who was angry because we don't know what people are going through right and she could have been having a really bad day maybe she or a loved one was just diagnosed with something she could have just lost she a loved could have one. just lost a loved one yeah. you know i always try to be mindful and put myself in other people's shoes and knowing that people are suffering in ways that we're not aware of so I instantly start praying for that person in my head, both people, because I, the cashier looked very flustered mm -hmm. and looked like she was either going to cry or sh she starts shaking and I'm like, she's going to have an anxiety attack soon because yeah. retail these days, not fun. It's brutal. <laughs> in the holiday time, no. So there are many different things that we could all be going through. Some people just got laid off. And don't have money and they're used to being able to spend it on their family and friends or some people have been uprooted from their home 
had to move away from their family. Like, we just don't know. We have no idea what people are going through. You know, this is my first holiday without my grandfather. And even though there's a part of my heart that's missing, I'm not going to walk around and be negative. My right. grandfather would not want me to do that. And I do realize that he was a good inspiration and his light will shine on us. And he's definitely going to be there in spirit. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, but not everybody has that perspective. Right. I want to go back quickly to what you talked about with complaining. And I know I'm guilty of that. Sometimes I think social media tends to bring it out in people and I'm one of them I'm human (laughs) but I what I found is that the more good you try and do the less you complain because you're you're it just takes it right out of you like Mm -hmm. I mean I I just wrapped up the food drive that we did for two of the local food banks and Mm -hmm. you know today I'm going around in the rain um at first, I was like, I don't want to go outside. It was it's so cold and, and, and yucky. And but as I went to more places, picking up the food, it was such a good feeling. Yes. You know, I wasn't even noticing the rain. Right. Like, See, it's all where your focus is. Yeah. And it snowballs. Like I tell people, and I've heard this from other people, it's all how you start your day. If you wake up and you stub your toe, you have a choice. You have a choice to either say, great, this is how the whole day is going to go, or check it and say, okay, it's still there. Put your shoe on and go about your day. Right. And that's the choice you have. People don't think they have a choice on how they think and how they react, how they speak. They do. They absolutely do. Sometimes when we get caught up in the heat of the moment, it's I always say, take that pause. Take that pause. Take a deep breath before you react. Mm-hmm. Because who who you are is not that angry person. That's just how you are in that moment. And so if we all just took a moment to do a pause and realize that we have a choice, things would be so much better. And honestly, I really do believe that we attract what we put out there. It's it's you you get what you give. Yes. And I feel like I I've been so blessed, but it's also because I try very hard to give the best of myself and the most appreciation that I can for everything and everyone. And I was raised that way. So not everybody was raised that way. So you kind of have to go back and look at where they came from too. That gives me a good start on why a person is the way they are. And what was their childhood like? I, yeah, I mean, I <laughs> <don't> always, <laughs> I've always known you as a positive person. Mm-hmm. I think I've known you a dozen years, probably. Probably. When you really were challenged a few years ago with a, a health, major mm-hmm. health challenge. 2016. Right. You lived that positivity like I've never seen before. I mean, you you didn't complain on Facebook. I, mean, I didn't complain you, you, off Facebook. Right. I mean, everything you were sharing was factual information, but it wasn't spun in a negative light like right. so many people would in that situation, which is understandable. Right. I mean, you're you're dealing with a life-threatening illness. Correct. That stays with me that you were able to do that and, you know. Well, thank you. 
I'm sure it, it influenced a lot of other people and and now you're here on the other side of that right. and how do you think that changed you that experience if anything I feel like it gave me more appreciation for life which a health illness like that will it also gave me a great appreciation for all the people that came into my life and helped me without me really asking because I'm not good at receiving Mm -hmm. I like to give and a lot of givers are not good at receiving and that was a big lesson for me because I couldn't drive for over a year Mm -hmm. and I had to get to doctor's appointments and MRIs and blood work and radiation and it was just like oh my gosh how am I going to do this I can't I mean I could walk because I do live in town and I'm able to get to most places but I can't go walking to the hospital and because it was brain the doctors wouldn't want me doing that anyway you know walking around by myself so I feel like it helped me become a better receiver Because it is a balance of giving and receiving. That's what life is supposed to be about. I have so much gratitude for the people who came into my life. I have gratitude for the people that left my life. Because they're not in the same mindset as me. And Mm -hmm. that's okay. Everybody grows at a different level. I, I call it, you read that article, you wrote that article basically for me about the spiritual elevator. Uh-huh. How when we evolve and grow, we're on this elevator yes. and not everybody's going to be on the same floor. And the funny thing is, there's a few people that aren't even going to be in your building. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. I do know that people come into your lives for a reason. And there is a poem, a reason, a season, a lifetime which really puts a spin on that perspective and tells you why. You know, there's lessons to learn from people. Sometimes once they're done, that relationship closes and it's over. Other times there's people that come in and out of your lives at times that you need them or they need you. Like that person that you don't see but you know is always there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Life takes you um, a different turns and twists and roller coasters and you know brings in different people to help us through that journey and I'm very appreciative of everybody not just the people that were good to me and helped me but those people who were not so good to me because it taught me kind of who I don't ever want to become uh taught me that you need to have appreciation for the good and bad. Like today, it's raining. Well, I have appreciation for the rain because it helps our flowers grow. It mm-hmm. also makes you have more appreciation for the nicer days. You have to take the good with the bad. And I was appreciative that it wasn't snow. <laughs> because exactly. I would have fallen at least once with all the, you know, running around I was doing. So. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> There's always and, a way to look at something and then, in a positive light. Also, you have heat in your car, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's how I look at things too. My girlfriend said to me, you know, I, I have more of appreciation sitting in traffic jam because it's teaching me patience. I'm like, that's what happens whenever you're in line for anything. You're supposed to be there learning about patience because everything is in its own time. And she's like, well, I don't mind traffic jams as much unless I have to go to the bathroom. (laughs) So, yeah. That's a great way to look at life. It's, you have to ask yourself this question. What is this trying to teach me? 
what is this person trying to teach me? What is this health illness trying to teach me? It's trying to teach you something. I tell people all the time, if you're one of those people that go and go and go and you never stop and you start to feel run down and tired, you're going to manifest a cold or a health illness because you're not listening to what your body needs. And I see so many people going through that, even myself. Mm -hmm. And when I start to feel run down, I know, okay, it's time for me to stop and listen to my body, whether I take a nap, whether I journal, meditate, write, whatever. That's what I do. Be creative. That's another thing. A lot of people paint. They, they'll write. They'll um, be creative crafting. That's when I used to have my scrapbooking store. Yes. That was one big way that I used to just zone out and create. It's a great thing. And I'm sure you find yourself kind of zoning out when you're doing your editing and stuff. That's good. Writing it, yes. Um, it, it could be writing an article. It could be Facebooking. Um, yeah. But putting positive energy on Facebook does feel really good. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, then sometimes you you don't get the, the response that you might think right. to that. But then... You know, you have to be mindful of, you know, staying the course and, like oh. you said, considering what that person might be going through right. that you're not aware of. It's the same on Facebook. And, exactly. You know, sometimes you just have to say, okay, well, that's their, you know, perspective and, right. and let it go. Everyone is entitled to their opinion, to their perspective, their beliefs. And that's why I really feel like people should stop judging. Mm-hmm. Because we all have our own journey. It doesn't matter what Joe Schmo is doing. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you have to focus on your own grass in your own yard. Right. And this is the perfect time of year to think about that. You know, yeah. we're, we're coming into 2020. It's a good time to sort of take stock of things, mm-hmm. you know, reevaluate. Maybe, maybe if, like, there was somebody this, this year that you you feel like you didn't connect with or... Mm-hmm you know, didn't, or let down somehow, you know, reach out to them, you know, try and have a fresh start for the new year and the new decade. And And let everything that happened five minutes ago and before go. Yeah. Because you can't change it. You can't even change what's going to happen tomorrow because it didn't happen yet. So you have to be more focused on the present moment. What's in front of you right now? Otherwise, you're going to be so fearful and worried and anxious. And there's so much anxiety already. I see it in the schools and the kids. And, you know, I've been there. I I want people to realize that they don't have to live that way. They don't have to. They don't have to take zillions of drugs to feel good either or drink alcohol. It doesn't have to be that way. I don't. (laughs) I I actually stopped drinking three years ago. Wow. Yeah. I don't have the desire mm-hmm. to do it at all. I don't know. It just, I just one day said, you know what? I don't want to do this. And it, not like, you know, I didn't drink much at all. Right. If I went out to dinner, I'd have a drink. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if I go out with friends, I'd have more than that. Mm-hmm. But to me anymore, it's like I want to remember the moments with my friends and my family. I would rather spend my money on something <laughs> more right. beneficial to my life or to give it to other people that need it. 
It's a very easy crutch. It's so available. It's a band-aid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's a subject for a whole... That is another show. <laughs> a whole other show. I think for, for this episode, the message is let it go. Let it go. Focus on the good because it is there. Thank you. We have so much to talk about. We just scratched the surface, I yes. think. But this is going to be a segment that we'll revisit in future episodes of No Rain Date. And we'll definitely have Amy back. And thank you. Thank you for being here. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. No Rain Date is an original production of Sock and Source LLC. Our theme music is provided by This Way to the Egress. For more great music by them, be sure to follow This Way to the Egress on Spotify. Thank you for listening. Every night, he climbs the tower, sees your face on every dollar.